When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. And we're back, and Matt, uh, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus here. We'll do that at the top of the 5 o'clock hour uh, in these shows. And uh, I wanted to take a look today at uh, fantasypros.com has uh, looked at the best ball risers and fallers since August 1st. Okay. Um, So looking going to change a lot. Yeah. yeah. And these are updated today, so these are up Mm -hmm. very much up to date. Uh, Justin Fields. Was going at 49.2 as QB6. Now he's QB5 at 44.4. I totally get that, and I bet a lot of that is Burrow-related. Yeah. Like, I'm bumping Burrow down. You know, he's behind Herbert to me, Fields, a couple of those guys. So, uh, I think that's warranted. Anthony Richardson was going at 104.9 as QB12. He's now going at QB11 at 100.4. He's either my 10 or 9th. I was fighting between him and Watson behind Lawrence, and I went with Richardson over Watson. I I don't think I want anything to do with Watson this year. Uh, Geno Smith has bumped up from QB or uh, yeah from QB fifteen to QB fourteen. Um, eh. Derek Carr has gone from QB twenty to QB nineteen. Okay, Carr's done well. Uh, Jordan Love has gone from QB twenty two. He went from 164.3 as his ADP. Now it's going at 156.1. He is QB 20. I think that's warranted for him. Gino, <laughs> this is a Steelers show. I have like Goff and Gino 16, 17. My biggest riser is Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not on this list, he's actually. He's 19 for me where I started him like at 25. And he. I think I'm sitting there thinking... Do I want Goff, Geno, or Kenny? One runs. One runs, the other two don't, yeah. Uh, And then the final one on there, Sam Howe, has gone from QB 27 to QB 26. He's just been a a short Yeah, now he's a starter. Speaking of running, though, he didn't rush for over 800 yards in North Carolina. I don't know that they want him Not by design, necessarily, but yeah. Uh, The Fallers, and there's some big names on here. Hmm. Joe Burrows, you mentioned, he's gone from QB 5 to QB 6. Okay, I haven't done it 7. Uh, Dak Prescott has gone from QB 11 to QB 12. Hmm. I am at 12 or at 11, but I'm not sure who they'd bump over him. Maybe Richardson. Daniel Jones has gone from QB 14 to QB 15. See, I've been moving him up. I don't think he's particularly good, but his weapons are better. They peppered Waller this past week, which I liked. Yeah. And I think he'll still run a lot. Kyler Murray, uh, understandably, has gone from QB19 to QB21. Just seems less likely. I, I, I have heard no news about when he's going to come back. None. I've heard a lot of positive reports that he's helping out, he's a good citizen, blah, blah, blah. Great. But that doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Matthew Stafford goes from QB21 to QB22. He drops yeah. basically eight spots in ADP. Really? Which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge drop. Um Bryce Young goes from QB 25. He stays at QB 25, but his ADP dropped from 178.6 to 189. See, That's a full rather, round. I'd much rather have Love or Pickett than Young. Yeah. Young looks overmatched. And then C.J. Stroud is even worse. He goes from QB 26 to QB 28. Mm, I think I'd take Stroud over Young. Yeah. Uh, looking at the running back position, Tony Pollard goes from RB7 to RB6. Hmm. He's my 6, too. I'm sitting looking yeah. at my list. I, I just put him over Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Derrick Henry goes from RB8 to RB7. I'm not moving him up. I think it's th- those are because of the Jonathan Taylor stuff. Ah, okay. Like, where are you drafting Jonathan yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah. at this point? He's, I mean, he I, should be a dropper. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs goes from RB12 to RB10. I assume he jumps over Jacobs, too. 
I Who guess. I have not dinged Jacobs, though. I yeah. still have Jacobs sitting there at eight, but it's getting close to time to drop him. Damian Pierce goes from RB22 to RB19. I have at 15. I think he's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was on the field on guy. third downs, yeah. the whole deal. I have him like with Gibbs and Kenneth Walker. Like, that's a neighborhood. No one looks him in that light, but he was really productive last year and is better now with. People around him. Yeah. Javante Williams goes from RB27 to RB23. And that's a big move because that, that puts him now in RB2 range. I have not adjusted for him yet. I will just, I will want to get into it. I don't have to <laughs> quite yet. You know, like, I, I don't want a piece of that, but boy, I adored him before he got hurt. Yeah. Alvin Kamara goes from 29 to 28. Now we know. We know, yeah. yeah. I mean, we thought we feared it could be six. Now it's only three. Okay. Big mover here. James Cook, his his ADP had been 92.2. He was RB30. Now he's going at 78.8 as RB25. I have him at 23, and I'm afraid that's too high. Yeah. Like he's with, like, Akers and Swift. Like, and I think, he, I think uh, it, it, like, it, 25 makes him the, the top RB3 on the board. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. fair. A great flex, yeah, you know that type of dude. So real quick on him because we, I studied the Steeler Bills snap count. They treated him just like the Steelers did with Najee. Like, right. As soon as Allen came out of the game, he you're came done. Yeah. You know. But Damian Harris hasn't played because of a small injury. Yeah. And how many touchdowns is Cook going to score? He's yeah. Gonna catch a lot of balls. Gonna catch a lot of passes. He's not getting any goal line work with Allen and Harris there. Somebody who might get some goal line work is Khalil Herbert, and he saw a big jump here. He goes from uh, an ADP of 118.1, which is RB40, up to 99, which is RB32. That's nice. I have him at 32. He's clearly the one. Yeah. I mean, he's their best back. Uh, Devin Achain basically stayed the same. He's hurt now, though. That's Did you see that? He, he, I it's heard a shoulder injury. wasn't as bad as originally feared, but... Yeah, he's this is going right to be leg. the issue, though. It's, like he he got thrown to the ground. He's, he's going to get thrown to the ground a lot in the NFL. I'm not even sure I have him ranked in my top. 50. I don't know that I want anything to do with him. No, he's going to get six touches a game, and two of them he's going to get destroyed. Uh, Jamal Williams goes from RB43 to RB40. That's probably based off the Kamara news. Yeah, but Kendra Miller played last night. Yeah, so yeah. Jalen Warren goes from RB44 to RB43. He should go up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably too low. Handcuff, but yeah. Uh, Tank Bigsby goes from RB45 to RB42. 34 for me. <laughs> that, that, that's my guy, man. Uh, ATN's a dropper for me. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Gamewell goes from RB52 to RB47. He moved up 20 spots in AB, ADP. 20 yeah. spots is huge. 20 is a massive amount. That's almost two rounds. There's a lot of talk that he could be the one. I, I don't think i want any of those guys but i get it another guy getting a big bump is raheem mostert in miami he goes from uh adp of 167.3 up to 150 he goes from rb 53 to rb 48 i guess he's the one right yeah i mean and they should run the ball pretty well i mean i've I've probably been out of sight out of mind on him but he's start him in week like you start him in week one right if you had him I guess, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I don't want, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that Miami backfield. No, I say that's a low on my list group. Yeah, ZQ Elliott comes in at RB forty nine after joining the Patriots. He's not going to be on my team. No, no. Uh, running back Fallers. I actually hope Stevenson falls a little because of the Elliott signing. Yeah, because I'll jump on that. Well, we're going to talk about that right no, here. He's in there. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor goes from nineteen point nine ADP at RB six. Down to twenty five point five at RB eight. Are you still biting at RB eight? Is your number one back for a guy who's doesn't look like he's going to play any preseason games here? Yeah, I don't think he will. The owner came out, and it sounds like maybe they're getting chummy again. Who knows? So these are going to happen soon enough before your draft to be able I to <laughs> so play down that chip. So this area has me perplexed. Like I got Taylor at seven, Jacobs at eight. Ramondre at 9, Henry at 10. I might move Ramondre up to 7. Well, he's at RB9. He was at RB9 on August 1st okay. with an ADP of 27.5. Now it's 34.4. He's RB11 on their list. Okay. 
Like, I think that's a bad neighborhood to go shopping for your RB1. Yeah, that's I mean, tough. Taylor Jacobs. I mean, if, if you do Henry, that, you better grab another guy quickly. Pierce or somebody like that. Yeah. yeah right, right. Somebody who you know is going to get the ball. Brees Hall, we talked a lot about this. He went from uh, ADP of 34.3 in RB11. He's now a 42.1 in RB14. I, I still wouldn't touch him. He's 21 for me. Yeah. He's like Miles Sanders. I can't, I can't touch Madison him. Madison Land for me. J.K. Dobbins, I mean, who's the still... The Jets have told us like a hundred different ways that they don't trust him right now. Yeah, right. I mean, they drafted a guy, they signed a guy, you know, like, he's really good when he's healthy, but I want him next year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins goes from uh, 62 ADP, RB19, down to 67 and RB20. Am I nuts for keep moving him up? I think he's in a really good situation. Two years removed from injury. Yeah. And he keeps moving up because a lot of guys keep moving I'd like down. to see him actually play football, though. Or maybe Will Knight. I don't maybe know. Maybe Will tonight. Right, we'll right. see. Uh, Miles Sanders goes from uh, RB20 to RB21. I don't know yeah. what happened there. Maybe yeah. that's just a, a regular adjustment. Their line looks like crap. Yeah. Cam Akers, the same thing. RB21 down to RB22. Um, Rashad White goes from RB26 all the way down to RB29. That's about where I have them. Yeah, their offensive right line there. stinks it's too. So bad, right? Like I have him right next to James Conner. Isaiah Pacheco goes from RB twenty eight to RB thirty. I don't. He doesn't intrigue me much either. Yeah, I'm way lower. And he's always just thirty five. Samaje Pirine, because of the news with Javante Williams, goes from RB thirty six to RB thirty nine. I have him in a holding pattern too. Yeah, Damian Harris, who you just talked about, his ADP was one seventeen. He was RB thirty nine. He's now. RB forty four went one thirty two point four. Haven't seen him. Yeah, and the other guy is getting buzz. Is yeah. getting the buzz. Uh, Kendra Miller goes from one forty seven point seven to RB forty seven. He falls twenty spots in the ADP down to RB fifty two. He could be good in the second half of the year, though. Yeah, it could I wouldn't be. mind stashing him. Uh, Devin Singletary, another faller from forty nine to fifty one. He's not for me. Uh, Deontay Foreman falls from RB50 to RB53. I think he's close to undraftable. In the yeah. League. Jerome Ford has fallen 20 spots from RB51 to RB58. He's played and he's hurt. Uh, Leonard Fournette, still not with the I'm team. Sure, think, right? Can't draft him. And then Chase Brown is the other one. Big faller there. Looking at the wide receivers here, uh, Tyreek goes from wide receiver four to wide receiver three. Mm, he's I think two he's, for me. He's moving past Cooper Cup and I have should. Him over. Chase, too. Yeah. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown goes from wide receiver nine to wide receiver eight. See, I love him, but I wish they had somebody else. He's going like, to get, he, but he is going to get peppered with targets. No question. But is he good enough to be Cooper Cup in terms of the only show in town? Yeah. Uh, I just would rather have Wilson or Olave. Calvin Ridley goes uh, from an ADP of 29 at wide receiver 16. He is now going at 24.2 in wide receiver 14. Mm, that's where I have him, too. I thought I'd be higher than consensus on him. Maybe not. DJ Moore with a big rise here. He was going at 47.5 as wide receiver 26. He's now going at 40.1 wide receiver 22. I'm at 24 on him. I think he's, he's not he split quite the middle as, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike Williams rises up two spots from wide receiver 25 to wide receiver 23. I've been down that road too many times. Yeah, I mean, I have him 29. I, like, I have Deontay ahead of him. Yeah, I, I would too. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's had a good preseason. Goes from wide receiver 32 up to wide receiver 30. Is he? He's not a starter. He's 44. I can't me. have him as a, as one of my fantasy starters. I have him right like next to like Bateman and Burks and Scott yeah. Moore and, you know, he's the, number, he's the number three guy number in their three. offense. And they don't want to throw the ball. I mean, I, I think he's a really good football player, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily what we're talking about here. Gabe Davis goes from wide, wide receiver 37 to wide receiver 36. I crushed Gabe Davis last year, but he was not healthy the whole season. Yeah. Too. So he's in a pretty good spot. Uh, George Pickens goes from an ADP of 76.6, where he was wide receiver 39. He is now wide receiver 35 with an ADP of 68.1. Mm, I have him 36. I mean, would you rather have Pickens or Brandon Cooks or Christian Kirk? Like, that's the neighborhood I'm flirting yeah. there with those guys. Yeah. Uh, he, he's moving up for me, too. Uh, Zay Flowers moves up from wide receiver 45 to wide receiver 40. I know it's just one game, but I am really interested to see – 
what they do with their receivers, who yeah. looks good, who plays tonight. Who, I'm sure Beckham won't. Sky Moore goes from an ADP of 96.2 where he was wide receiver 48. He's now wide receiver 44 at 89.6. I would rather have Sky Moore than Zay Flowers. Or Smith and Jigba. Or Smith and Jigba. Yeah, I have him, both those guys. Much him. better offense, and he's much better. probably the clear number two. Plus, uh, he's his second year in the league. Yeah, Cortland Sutton goes from 49 to 45. I have him at 45. Marquez Valdez-Scantling goes from 67 to 63. He's unranked for me. I want nothing to do with yeah. him. Yeah. Marvin Mims in Denver goes from wide receiver 72 to wide receiver 64. Patrick Big jump. got hurt. Patrick got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. been some clarity okay. there. Uh, Jaden Reed in the, a big jump in De- uh, Green Bay Makes goes sense. from seventy six to seventy two. Jalen Hyatt goes from I don't understand this goes his ADP of two hundred two point three. He's now going at one seventy point three. Goes from wide receiver eighty five to wide receiver seventy four. He's not even starting for them. No, I think he caught a long one or something. Oh, though. good for him. Yeah, that's fine. I hope uh, someone else drafts him. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the rest of this. That's we'll go deep. to the. Uh, the fallers here at wide receiver. Cooper Cup, as we mentioned, he falls from wide receiver three to wide receiver four. Out of I, sight, out of mind. I have him at eight. I I, I, would, I want C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown and those guys even have Yeah, him. I just don't trust them. Garrett Wilson falling from wide receiver eight to wide receiver nine. Eh, who knows? Maybe somebody who went up. I, did, I don't know in that range. St. Brown went up. Yeah, Monroe St. Brown. Uh, T. Higgins goes from wide receiver 14 to wide receiver 15. That's right, I have him too. Yeah. Drake London, wide receiver 22, falls down to wide receiver 24. Mm, I've been moving him up. He's 20 for me. McLaurin goes from wide receiver 23 to wide receiver 25. Mm, I like him better than consensus too. This one I kind of agree with. DeAndre Hopkins goes from wide receiver 24 down to wide receiver 26 after he lands in Tennessee. I have him. They just with, don't want to throw the football. And I don't know if he's good anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have him at 30. Like, I have him like Marquise Brown, Buccaneers receiver neighborhood. Yeah. And I don't want any of those guys. Uh, Christian Kirk goes from 27 to 28. Marquise Brown goes from 31 to 33. That's um, about where I have all those guys. Yeah. I don't like that neighborhood. Michael Pittman sees a big drop here after the. Anthony Richardson news. He goes from wide receiver 35 down to wide receiver 39. He's still a crush of mine, and I may pay for that. <laughs> I have him 28. Like, I have him above Hopkins and guys like that. Yeah, Traylon Burks takes a hit, too, with the uh, news mm-hmm. uh, of the signing of Hopkins. He goes from wide receiver 41 down to wide receiver 47. Supposedly he was great in camp, but then he got hurt. Too, yeah. And Hopkins got signed. Kadarius Tony takes a fall from wide receiver 43, which he was being overdrafted, to yeah. down to wide receiver 49. Uh, Understandable. Rashad Bateman goes from 46 to 48. Uh, Jamison Williams goes from 50 to 51. I don't know. What, I don't know how you draft him. Yeah, he's undraftable at this point. Sit him on your roster for six weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's and take, he's hurt now. And I he's mean, hurt he'll be now. Fine, I'm sure by week seven or whatever, but wow. Looking at the tight end risers, Darren Waller goes from tight end seven to tight end five. Hmm. Getting, I have him six between Pitts and Goddard. You've been getting peppered with targets in the preseason. Like, if he could stay Pitts healthy. Or, who, would you take Pitts or Waller? I think Waller. I'm torn. I trust, they're going to throw the football. And they're going to scheme him up like that. They, they're going to scheme it up, yeah. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, who I thought looked good the other night for Baltimore. Spots, yeah. yeah. Or for Buffalo, I should say. He went from wide receiver 12. Up to wide receiver, or tight end 11, I should say. Mm. I still have him behind the Joku and my boy Chig. I think they're going to use him. He I might end up, use him too. He might end up being a number two receiver this year. In terms of reception. I yeah. think him and Cook will catch a lot more balls. Non-digs targets. Yeah. You know? Cole Komet goes from tight end 17 to tight end 15. Someone else can have Cole Komet. Yeah. Uh, Sam Laporta goes from 19 to 16. Who's going to catch passes there? I Somebody's mean, got to. Has yeah, to, right. Um, Juwan Johnson in New Orleans goes from 21 to 20. Not a big move there, but significant. Jake Ferguson. moving him up, too. Yeah. Jake Ferguson in Dallas goes from tight end 28. He's now up to tight end 22, which means he's a, he's a, your tight end two on your roster. I mean, could he do a Dalton Schultz impersonation? Probably. Who's more talented? They're about the same. The thing that helped him is Schoonmaker's not going to be in the mix. Yeah. You know. Uh, Luke Musgrave goes from 29 up to 23, another big jump in Green Bay. Yeah, Love missed him on a big play, too. Yeah. 
Uh, Hunter Henry goes from 31 to 26. Yeah, you can have him. And then Zach Ertz goes from 36 to 28. He's healthy now. Yeah, good for those guys. I don't want to yeah, deal, deal with that. The fallers at the tight end position. Kyle Pitts goes from tight end five down to tight end six. We that's talked just a about that. Pitch yeah. Flip, yeah. Dallas Goddard goes from tight end six to tight end seven. Again, that's that's yeah. Waller related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Dulcich goes from tight end eleven down to tight end fourteen. He's not even running with, He's the, not ones. Running with the ones. Yeah. No, I have him at thirteen, but because the guys behind him, I don't really like like Higby, Schultz, Everett. Yeah. But I was high on Dulcich, and I don't think. I want him now. Chig takes a hit. He goes from tight end 13 down to tight end 17. But the, that's, that's a Hopkins-related yeah, yeah. thing. Gerald Everett goes from tight end 16 to tight end 18. Okay. They're out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. Taysom Hill goes from tight tight end 18 <laughs> to tight end 21. I don't think that experience is just not for me. Anymore, right? Yeah. Irv Smith, uh, well, he his ADP fell, but he actually moved up a spot. His mm-hmm. ADP was one fifty nine point five. It's now one sixty eight seven point eight. Uh, he actually moved up a spot okay. somehow. Dawson Knox takes a big hit with with the news on Kincaid. Yeah, as he should. Gesicki takes a hit. Ten spots he falls um, from tight end twenty three down to tight end thirty three. Um, yeah, I, I'm with with a lot of that as well. But there's some guys on there that are moving and. I think there's been a little bit of adjustment on some of those guys, like a Sky Moore moving up. Mm-hmm. People are catching on. Yeah. Frankly, both the Steelers receivers were very cheap. And now yeah, I was kind of surprised Deontay Johnson wasn't on the risers list. he moved list. up a little before the parameters of yeah. the, this month or whatever. People realize, oh, wait, he's he's gotten 140 targets in each of the last three seasons. He'll probably catch a touchdown. He's going to catch some touchdowns, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So that's why that changed. We're going to get to another break. That was the Fantasy Football Focus for today. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, I found this... uh, so I'm watching the game. I'm at the game the other night, yeah. and I keep my Twitter feed up because I, I tweet some stuff out every once in a while. Yeah, whatever yeah. you call X or Twitter, whatever yeah. it is, whatever the kids are calling it <laughs> these days. Um, the app turned into an all, X. And oh, yeah. It's all, I, anymore, every, right? every time I look on my phone to try to find, where's Twitter at? And I'm like, oh, wait, there it is. It's there the it X. It doesn't look the same anymore, right? Yeah, it's still it's still Twitter to me. Still it's Twitter, always right? going to be Twitter to I'm me. I'm always going to tweet. I don't know how yeah. to say it. I'm going to X this out. Or, That's, right, that yeah, sounds yeah. completely stupid. <laughs> Anyways, so I, I saw Mike Tanier, who used to work for Football Outsiders. And, yeah, and, he does uh, good work. He's joined us at the Combine a few times. Yeah, he's right. now with TheMessenger.com, and he tweeted out that uh, during the Steelers game, he's like, just look, the Steelers over under is still eight and a half. That's nuts. I'm going to go out and take out a loan on the house here. <laughs> um, so he, he wrote he wrote an article for the Messenger. He says you forgot about the Steelers, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And he detailed a lot of the stuff that made him tweet what he tweeted out there. Okay. Uh, but he, along those lines, I was listening to GM Shuffle this morning with Michael Lombardi. He's like he couldn't say enough good things about the Steelers and. He always praises Tomlin to begin with, but he's like, this is going to be a really good football team this year. Yeah. And I tend to agree. Yeah, I think uh, that's the idea that, that the People news is starting on. to yeah. Yeah, start starting to catch on out. a little bit here. Maybe you should have listened to us a couple months ago. They probably should have. Uh, but also in this story, he goes through, and he, he is, is a thing here titled Preseason Week 2. How did the starters look? It's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a some it's ten snaps, two drives, whatever. But still, you, you can judge some things there. Mm-hmm. There's another thing goes hand in hand with this. I like the Pro Football Focus does when they do snap counts. They'll do one section with how many snaps did you have with the starters, with the starting QB. You know, it's like oh, okay, that's good to know. In, yeah. In, a, in addition to, so looking here, at what Mike uh, says about each team uh, for the Arizona Carters, Cardinals, I should say. Uh, he says that their their starters look like backups. He said, uh, "Wait, those were the <laughs> Cardinal starters." Yeah, he just says, "Okay, they're they're pretty bad." Pretty bad. 
Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, he says, impressive but sloppy. They were a little. Um, they really drove down the field well. Bijan looked great. Ritter looked pretty good. But as they were going to the end zone, he got a ball tipped at the line and got picked off. So a little unlucky, maybe. Yeah. Sloppy. They had a penalty or two, too. Um, the Bills, frustrating. Find out bad. I mean, the penalties and, yeah. you know, just. I would be livid if I was McDermott. Yeah. With that performance. And again, you mentioned Poyer taking just an awful angle on the Jalen Warren run. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things that we were counting on to be better might not be. Yeah. You know who else played really bad in that game is Moana, who's a great player. Right. You know, like their linebackers didn't look good. They had some issues, to say the least. And those some I mean, some of those guys are getting up in age. You know, Milano yeah. and, and Poyer and those guys hide or they're mm-hmm. they're on the wrong side of thirty now. I keep hearing I don't know how reliable it is that Von Miller probably starts on the pup list too. Yeah. I mean, not good. Not great, no. Uh for the Carolina Panthers, unready. No line's just a disaster. Yeah. And that was the only thing you could really hang the hat on on the offense. Uh, for the Denver Broncos, slightly better than last week. Okay. I mean, that's going to be turning a, a freight train around. I mean, yeah. that, I mean that's not going to happen overnight. The Green Bay Packers, acceptable. I think that's good for as young as they are. Which is, are. yeah, for as young right. as they are, yeah, the starters look. We've talked about Dubs and Musgrave and Reed and Love. I mean, all the, the arrows are all going up for those guys. Yeah. The Houston Texans, encouraging. i say it's much better than the first week. Yeah. Stroud was out there playing well. Pierce helps a lot. Um, they, they now have five okay receivers with like yeah. Tank Dell and Mechie and Nico and you know. And Will okay. Anderson looks like a dude. Will Anderson looks like a dude. Yeah, yeah. And their O-line's not bad. Uh, Kansas City Chief, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> What's as long as Mahomes is on the field and Kelsey's yeah. out there, it's going to look good. The only note I have on them is uh, the receiver they drafted high. Uh, what's his name? Second round pick or whatever. I, um... I didn't love him coming out, but he played a Rice. ton. Rice. Yeah. Yeah, Rasheed Rice. He played a ton, and everyone's talking about, oh, is he going to be the receiver one? No. No, I just think they're trying to get him as many reps as they possibly can. Yeah, because he's, he's not going to play much deep in into the game. Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid with all the motion and everything. It's a tough one to learn. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, physical. Yeah, they ran the ball down their throats. I thought Jimmy looked good in a, their backup quarterback, O'Connell. Really it's against shining. the Rams, though. Who are, I know. They're, I know. They're, the Rams starters, we'll get to them here yeah. in a bit. They are backups. They're like the Cardinals almost. Yeah. They're like, oh, the Rams rested their starters. Well, that just means Cup, Stafford, and Donald didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, solid in parentheses, parentheses, essentially, or eventually, I should say. Hmm. I guess I haven't, I don't know if I watched them this past weekend. Uh, they're a little worried. They're a little bit worrisome for me. I don't know if they're going to run the football at all. Right. I mean, they got the two great receivers. As long as they, they can keep two. They did this past week. Yeah. Uh, Ahmed had a lot of big runs and got to 100 yards. That's great. They yeah, got that's they got fine. seven back seven backs with NFL experience on their roster. Yeah. None of whom have ever been really any good. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, New England, typical. I would say the offense was encouraging. I mean, considering yeah. where it was a year ago. So, okay. Mac Jones looks comfortable for the first time in a long time. For the New York Giants, his takeaway was yummy. They're doing fun stuff. <laughs> They're playing everybody, though, but Barkley. Yeah. You know, yeah. which helps, of course. I mentioned Lawrence earlier in the show and... You know, they're playing Andrew Thomas and, you know, expensive guys. Yeah, Jones. I mean, Darren, Darren Waller, Waller is, right. as we mentioned in the previous segment, is just jumping up yeah. fantasy boards like crazy. because he oh, should, yeah. Yeah, but, oh, he Could is still high good. high usage, right? Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, smooth. Okay. Purdy's looking okay and getting the ball out of his hands. Darnold looks fine. Lance had a better showing this past week. I mentioned I do that podcast with a Niners host, and of course he's a Niner apologist like I am the Steelers, but he's like, I would love to see two series with Lance throwing to Debo and McCaffrey and those guys. Yeah. You know, like, 
it's, I don't know, judging those quarterbacks were tough. For Seattle, it was inconclusive. Mm. I think the rookies have been good. Smith and the Jigba, Charbonnet. But are they going to be starters? That's the question. That's the thing. They're depth guys yeah. or, you know, they're rotational guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, and getting to what he wrote about the Steelers, and the Steelers kind of led this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, getting back to them. He said, look, uh, the AFC su- Super Bowl chase is led by the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills, followed by the unpredictable, fascinating Jets, Ravens, Browns, and Dolphins, plus the young and hungry Chargers and Jaguars. It's oh, yeah. In yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe. I don't think there's any maybe about I don't. Super, I think he's being tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, yeah. I mean, because the rest of the article kind of shows. He says the Steelers are an afterthought in any Super Bowl discussions, uh, but many observers believe that they're, they will be in the playoff race. Mike Tomlin is an outstanding coach, and the Steelers have had, not had a losing season since 2003. Mm-hmm. But few think the Steelers will be actual contenders. They're led by second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett, playing a brutal division, and have a knack for non-losing seasons of 9-6-1, 9-7-1, and 9-8 variety. Mm-hmm. I think they've been a little bit boring. Like, oh, they'll be fine, but the yeah. AFC's upstart. With oh, the AFC's so tough. Quarterbacks left and right. We've, we've said this a thousand times on this show. Okay, so look at these AFC contenders who he mentions here. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs. Well, the Steelers don't play the Chiefs. Right. The Bengals. Okay, they play them twice, twice. but that's expected. The Bills. Okay, they don't play them. But the we Je- just saw what they do head-to-head. Yeah. The Jets. Steelers don't play the Jets. The Ravens. They play them twice. Mm-hmm. The Browns. They play them twice. Of course. The Dolphins. They don't play them. The Chargers. They don't play yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. And the Jaguars. They play them, but it's in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. late in the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. And what more can you say about it? I mean, I those mean, are your contenders. Those are all the contenders in the AFC. Nobody's going to put New England in that class. Nobody's going to put Denver, Houston or Denver right, or, right, or the Raiders. Raiders. Right. I mean, it's still a deep group. I mean, there's more, yeah. way more than seven teams there. There's more to, there, to sift through. But if you do what you did last year and mm-hmm. split, go three and three in the AFC North. That's what I'm about to say. Is like they're not going to go zero and six in the North. Yeah. I don't think anybody will. Right. I don't think right. there's any team that will go 0 and 6 in the North. So if you go 3 and 3 or 2 and 4 in the North, mm-hmm. you're still going to be in the playoff mix. It wouldn't shock me if every team has between 2 and 4 wins in the North. Like, yeah, I don't know if because it goes 1 and 5. That's five just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bengals were an outstanding team last year and went 3 and 3 in the AFC North. Did they? Yeah, Everybody up. in the AFC North was 3 yeah, and 3. Everyone was, weren't they? Right. Um, he you know, he said, "Look, this, this is and frankly for the Steelers' playoff chances. If that happened again, that would benefit <laughs> them more than the other three teams, probably. Yeah, considering the other AFC teams on the you know they're playing. You know, some of those teams are playing. You know, the Chargers, or mm-hmm. you know, they're they're going to see some of those games. So, um, I here's what else he says. It's he said after twenty uh, Saturday's twenty seven fifteen victory." Over the Bills, it's time to take notice of the Steelers. The starting offense needed just seven plays to score two touchdowns against the Bills' first-team defense. The Steelers' defense prevented Josh Allen from lighting up the sizzle reel, applied consistent pressure, and shut down the Bills' running game. Okay, no great feat. Uh, Blanketed uh, Buffalo's starting offense for three series. What he doesn't make note of there is that third series was with the backups on the field. Yeah, so it was no Watt, no Hayward, those guys, right? So, uh, and even the special teams got in the act with Calvin Austin returning a punt 54 yards to set up the Steelers' second touchdown. Yeah, he's on top of it. They dominated the game. They dominated the game. I mean, I honestly don't care about fourth quarters and stuff like that. Um, they dominated the game. One negative, I'm curious what your thoughts are about the game, is if you take the Warren run out... They average less than two yards per carry for their running backs. I'm not concerned about that. But some of it was McFarland on the one, Raymond, and you know that that stuff kills your average. Yeah, you know if you don't get the one against you, do it hurts your average. With the Steelers' second team line in there, Mm -hmm. running against some of Buffalo's right first team guys. Right, right. I mean, obviously, it'd be different if you had the starters in there. Like I saw one of uh, one of the Pittsburgh writers was. This is what happens when you have. You know, something like that happening behind a bad offensive line. I'm like, it's not a bad offensive line. Like any one of, like if I plugged any one of those twos into the Steelers' starting offensive line, 
They'd be capable. They'd be capable. But when you have Clark. all five of them out there sure, sure. at the same time, it's going to look a little disjointed. A little bit disjointed, right. And you're asking McFarland to do not McFarland things yeah. you know, for a while there. I just thought it was noteworthy that if you're if you're picking nits, the running backs weren't productive other than the big long run. Yeah. You know? I'm not concerned about that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's again, Najee Harris has two rushes, two, two rushing carries, attempts yeah. in the in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And he, he had two carries for six yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I bet Najee gets in there from the one, no matter who's walking. Without forward. a doubt. You know, yeah. that type of thing. Um you know, again I, I look at that game and I, I can't come away with anything that doesn't have me even more yeah. Yeah, optimistic about this team. There I, were two or three guys that I didn't ha- think had their best day, you know, Fahoko, Laraven Clark, but they weren't. They're, they're guys that might even make the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fact that you're going to be potentially releasing guys mm-hmm. who are NFL players yeah, um, have been NFL players says a lot. Two guys that I, that I thought were noteworthy, too. I've been rough on Gunner. I thought he played a pretty good game. Yeah. And Cody White kind of always plays a pretty good game. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know? unfortunately, he got hurt in that game oh, and, yeah. and was released today, uh, or waved injured, I should say. Oh, I missed that. I knew he got hurt. I didn't realize yeah. he got I mean, they out. could eventually bring him back. They also released uh, Hakeem Butler, who uh, yeah, didn't play in that game. He had no shit. I mean, you watch The ship has sailed, yeah. yeah. And as good as Boykin's been on teams, that had to be his path. And, oh, well. Yeah, maybe catch on somewhere else. Yeah, I know we we talked about Gunner last week when we were cutting the roster. Mm-hmm. I I think he's your your sixth receiver. I think he might be, and just because he's a football player. Yeah, without question. And he played. I'm real big on preseason snap counts and stuff. I mean, as you can imagine, and he played an awful lot. Only Kendrick Green played more snaps on offense than him. So. What that tells me is they're unsure, but they're going to give them every opportunity yeah. to, to you know to solidify it one way or another. Um, and I thought he did it pretty well with a, a high snap count. Yeah, as opposed to Green, who did not. Who did not. Yeah, you know, like Broderick Jones was. Na- most of the other guys were offensive linemen, right? Because they got the number one line out quick. So Dunkel and Clark and McCollum and those guys are going to have high snap. Speaking counts. of which, so Spencer Anderson. Mm-hmm. Started to, he came in the game at right tackle, right ahead of Raven Clark, who played some left, who played a little bit of left, but not with that group, not with that group, right? Because right. that was Broderick Jones. Uh, then he moved to guard, and then later in the game he moved to center. Played three positions is the second NFL time ever putting on a helmet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. Um, so I mean, he's a lock, right? I, I would think so. I mean, I know there are people. Well, he got beat on this player. He's playing yeah. three different positions, and yeah, he's a yeah, rookie. Yeah. Like he's, he's a seventh round rookie. I mean, yeah. There's going to be good and bad. I, I, there's there's a lot there to like. Oh, I um, think so. you're not gonna you're not gonna release that guy. I don't think so. I mean, he's done more than enough. To if, if they if if they were thinking about potentially not keeping him on the roster, they wouldn't show all these other teams him playing three different spots in the same game. True, they're just not going to let him be available. Yeah. <laughs> And frankly, if Kendrick Green were playing a lot better, Anderson should worry a little bit more. Right. But because he's very center capable, he's I don't I don't know if he's active on game day, but probably. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, you have three yeah. tackles that are definitely going to be active. Depends on, on you know Herbig's health situation. And I say Herbig will be ahead of him. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So it's. I think Clark's in trouble. I think Green's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a cook or somebody like that makes a team. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, that's all things to watch here in this final preseason game coming up on Thursday. I can't believe it's that quick. I know. Like I got to fly to Atlanta on Wednesday. Like so we only have two drives. Yeah. Today so and tomorrow, today, tomorrow, and then we'll do one Friday coming out of the game um, on on Thursday night. But you'll still be in Atlanta. I'll still be in Atlanta <laughs> next week. We'll be back to a five day a week schedule. I had some people mm-hmm. asking me about that on on social media. We're back to our normal four to six schedule, and we go five days a week next week. Yeah, because we've not. There's no games. There's no nothing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, and we will be back with more to finish up the show right after this. 
This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, you found The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Heck yeah. As you should. And, uh, Matt, um, looking here, uh, Andy Benoit put out a thing here Benoit. on 30 or Benoit. Ben- <laughs> Many people do that. But yeah. yeah. So be it. Don't have a French name if you don't want the French <laughs> pronunciation. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. He did ranked the NFL's top nine wide receivers under six feet tall. No, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. This on the I thir- didn't see this, but this yeah, on the 33rd team. Uh, so at number nine, he has Elijah Moore of the Browns. Under he's five foot ten. He hasn't done it yet, though. He hasn't. A couple games here and there in the route running, and he's had awful quarterback play, and he was unhappy. I'm a big fan. Frankly, I think he might be their best receiver this year. He very well could be. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, but it's a bit of it's a, a projection. Yeah. The next guy on this list is also an AFC North guy, and it's kind of a projection as well because he's got Odell Beckham at number eight. How do you compare Moore and Beckham? Uh, you know actually, I mean? they're kind of similar. I like, guess, yeah. In where that, are you now? Yeah, what are, where where are you at as we sit here on August twenty first, twenty twenty three? One has never this. done it. The other one has done it in the past, but it's Damn, the distance wow. past. Right. Yeah, and you're up in age, and you fought injuries. I don't have a problem with either one being on the list. I mean, at the bottom of the list, yeah. They're potentially really good. Odell Beckham has played in 25 games, including the postseason, since 2020. Okay. That's three seasons. That's, that's a long time, yeah. <laughs> long time. Yeah. I hope he plays tonight. I bet he doesn't. Number seven on here, our man Money Renfro. That guy can't get on the field. Though. I don't understand it. He's expensive, but... Couldn't some team he's, use him? He's expensive. Why aren't you using him? Yeah, like, they gave him a nice deal, and then they gave Myers a even nicer deal. I don't understand that one. It, it seems like you could get him for cheap too. Yeah, I, I, I think he should I think be he's still really good. Use better. I mean, he's a great route runner. A great route runner, reliable. Yeah, yeah. Number six, another guy that's made a bunch of money, Christian Kirk with the Jaguars. He's better than he should be the highest one yet. Yeah. He's five eleven, okay. not the yeah. biggest receiver, He's but sturdy. Kind of has a little bit of a running back build to him. Yeah, tough guy. Number five on this list, Darnell Mooney. Mm. I don't know if I put Darnell Mooney ahead of Christian of Kirk guys, or right? Renfro. Uh, yeah, yeah, for I'd sure. Have Kirk ahead of Mooney. Yeah, those other ones are a little questionable how to rank them, but they should sure could have used them last year and. DJ Moore and Mooney's not a bad pairing. Not at a all. bad pairing. Not They're both bad. shorter receivers, though. A which... thousand times better than what it used to be. Yeah. Number four on this list, Deontay Johnson. I didn't know if he was going to be under six or not. He's, he's right five foot there. five foot ten. Is he? Yeah. I mean, we stand next to him. He's definitely under six feet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he's better than all these other guys. Here's what he says. Uh, Deontay Johnson deserves a lot of credit for how his route running has improved each of the last few seasons. He's now an elite inside receiver who can also win on the perimeter. He fits in well. He fits well into a Pittsburgh Steelers offense that often spreads out and affords him space in de facto one-on-one matchups with the Steelers featuring three-by-one formations with usually uh, more than any, or usually more than any other team, there are a variety of ways to use Johnson's inside. Mm-hmm. Interesting that he keeps stressing inside because I don't think he lined up in the slot all that much last year. We've seen a lot of it at training camp, say, but there's going to be more, and yeah. he certainly has the, the that, jukes and yeah. elusiveness to do it. Um, Andy's a big ta- he's a tape guy through and through. Yeah, and he studies this stuff pretty pretty intently. The, the the route running stuff, uh, people who want to harp on Deontay Johnson not scoring a touchdown last year. Yeah. I mean, the final game of the season, he got tackled at the one. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, at the one against Cleveland, and they punched it in on the next play. It, it was just happenstance. Yeah. I mean, if you play 17 games, that's a one in 80 chance that you end up not getting in the yeah. way he played. It's not know? going to happen again this year. No. 
I mean, unless his injuries or yeah. takes a step back or gets replaced somehow, and I don't see any of those things happen. So these are the guys that, that Johnson is comparable to up, up here. He would definitely top. be ahead of all the other names mentioned. Yeah. Me. Number three is Tyler Lockett. Lockett's a better player than he is. Yeah. I mean, Lockett is explosive and what a career he's put together. Yeah. I mean, he is a big time player. Number two. These two and one are both on the same team. It's Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Hill's easily one. Yeah. I mean, Hill's a elite player that is coming off an elite year has had an elite career and fits in perfect waddle versus lockett's interesting to me though yeah i mean one's a lot more accomplished waddle's scary though (laughs) yeah (laughs) it it is so i mean that's the kind of when people talk about deontay johnson and this this is what was so impressive to me Mm -hmm. about the two Steelers scoring drives if you want to call them drives um (laughs) plays whatever yeah. so the opener against against tampa bay deontay johnson gets three catches on the on that opening touchdown drive mm-hmm. he's targeted three Getting times catches three three NFL balls for right, i think 34 yeah. yards or whatever it was this time around he didn't even get a target well they, didn't have enough, they weren't on the field very long right right but they scored two touchdowns without deontay johnson being involved at all yeah but still demanding attention, and right. like you don't have to rely on them, but you can. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the kind of the interesting thing about that whole series of events to me. Mm-hmm. Like Deontay Johnson's biggest con- contribution outside of as 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 Kenny Pickett said, drawing a double team down in the at the end zone was the block on the other touchdown. He was he involved. Still contributed. He yeah. was involved in both touchdowns without getting the football. Instrumental. Yeah, I mean, he, he was as important as the left tackle, or maybe everyone that besides the ball carrier and quarterback. Yeah, so making it happen. People complain, well, he makes too much money, blah blah blah. I, I don't want to hear it because he affects mm-hmm. the game. You have to opposing teams have to respect his route running ability, big time, big time. So I reference Matt Harmon a lot, reception perception when we talk receivers. Yeah. And he recently put out his top 10 receiver list. I think Tyreek was two, maybe three. No shot. Lockett was 10, which people don't look at him in that light. And Waddle was a just missed. Deontay was also a just missed. Yeah. You know, like people that know and don't just look at numbers, but watch the tape and really study it and chart it, understand the value of those guys. I mean, those, those, are, the, those are the people he's being associated with. Yeah. Not Tyreek, but the other ones. The reason know? the reason Pat Firemuth was open on that touchdown pass was again because the safety shaded the Deontay side mm-hmm. on that. Pickett said in the in the post game press conference, "Look, I was based on the look I was getting pre snap. I was going to Deontay. He's the first read. He's the first read. Right. Based on the snap he got or the the look he got after the ball was snapped, then he goes to Firemuth mm-hmm. because the safety shaded that way because they feared him." Right, they right, feared right. him. Right, right, right. In a situation where they're just looking at, okay, what do we got here? They're looking, okay, he's going to go to Deontay Johnson here. Mm-hmm. And who's to say? But I'm Dave Davis. I'm just throwing out a average starting good good receiver. Would the team have done that? Showed that much respect to a guy like that? Probably not. And maybe you then throw it to Davis, but you know that that influences the game a lot. Yeah, I, no. I just think I, I think Deontay Johnson has got a uh, a bad rap uh, coming off of last season. We've talked so about that before. I, it really is. You know what I mean, so it, if this, you don't get in the end zone, then you're you're a fantasy bust. And he was a fantasy bust, but he was not an NFL bust. Yeah. last year. You know? I actually looked up his over unders uh, for I think yards and receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at like eighty two catches. Catches. I'm going over that. My only problem with going any over with the Steelers' offensive skill I guys, understand. Yeah. More people are going to be in the field than usual. But if he gets, again, he's going to be out. He's going to get. He's going to play a ton, but yeah. Maybe he doesn't get 140 targets this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets 130. But then they might be higher quality. Yeah. He might be fresher, you know. Right? Um, but his yardage total was like seven. It wasn't 750. It might have been like 800 or something like that. Pretty low. It's pretty low for a guy who's, okay, you're saying he's going to get 82 catches. That's the number. Mm-hmm. You're saying he's going to average less than 10 yards a catch, which is crazy. 
but then secondly, well, I think he's going to get 50 yards a game. Couldn't even find him on the touchdown list. Maybe he's off the board. Because, he's off the board uh, because, like, where how do you, do you put set it? that line? Yeah. I mean, if it's a two or three, I'm but, going over. I think Pickens was at like four and a half. I think Pickens is really low. Yeah. I saw that one. I mean, like, they throw, I mean, he's going to get fades. He's going to get designed stuff near the goal line. And Kenny Pickett's touchdown number was 18 and a half. It's way, way too way low. Way too low. Way too low. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll pound it in plenty. But and it was still plus Washington, one. It was plus one hundred to go eighteen and a half. Really crazy. Wow. I mean, just think of Fryermuth, Pickens, Robinson, Washington. I mean, those guys are red zone receiving targets, weapons. Two yeah. of them weren't there last year. One of them was a rookie. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Darnell Washington drawing two pass interference penalties no. in the end zone because <laughs> you have to. You have to just mug them. Yeah. yeah, what Hack else are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, you know it's it's Gronk like. It is. I mean, he presents. If you're a safety, which he's gonna get a lot, that's tough to get that rebound. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, know? you know, as as somebody who played a lot of basketball, was often giving up a lot of height. Yeah. playing inside. Yeah, I I can agree. That's <laughs> my Browns. You gonna be a little more physical. <laughs> I was like the second tallest dude that played pickup hoops in my Brown days. Well, Ben Coates was the the first one, so I got Ben sometimes. That feels like. Me trying to get a uh, guarding Washington, you know, yeah. I'm just like swinging in the air. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs with one hand, and, yeah, uh, you know, dunks it, you know. So that, that's how the feeling was against a safety on Washington post up. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Matt, that's going to do it for our show today. It was fun getting back in the studio. Absolutely and, uh, enjoyed being here, like, back here, season. and yeah. enjoyed uh, getting back into the swing of things here in the studio. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'd again, like to walk to the cafe right now though and get dinner. That would be good. We'd like we'd enjoy that. But that that's, wouldn't be bad. That's not going to happen. We're going to have to go home and, and eat. But um, that's going to do it for the show today. So for my partner Matt Williamson. Uh, for Justin here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.